It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Tuesday episode of Locked on Raptors, Darko Ryakovic is set to be announced in front of the people. Today, we dig in a little bit more to our reactions to the hiring and what it will mean for the player personnel decisions that loom for the Raptors, especially now that it's official Fred Van Vliet has opted out as we all expected for the last year. This isn't a surprise. Stop pretending it is. We'll get into all of it with Effect Jacob at Raptors.com on today's show. Let's get to it. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, June the 13th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can go and uh, support the show on your favorite podcast apps, of course. You can follow us on Instagram. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. And most importantly... Join the Locked On Raptors Discord server if you want an image of how unhinged it gets in there. Last night, it's 60-60, to tie game, finals closeout game, and the Locked On Raptors Discord was abuzz with discussion of whether Gary Trent Jr. will pick up his option or not. It was amazing. Uh, eventually, I closed it and watched the end of that wonderful basketball game, as I think most of the other people did. But uh, if you want to join and be among sickos, just like all the folks in the Discord... Join now. The link is in the description. Come hang out. Super fun. Really looking forward to having you and loving the hanging out with the growing community of listeners around the show that we got in there already. All right. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right. Let's get started here. Vivek Jacob at Raptors.com is along, and the uh, NBA season's over. Darko Ryakovich is set to be announced in front of the people in Toronto today. And uh, Big V, exciting times. Can you feel the off-season transaction hum coming into our ears now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first off, I would just like the Denver Nuggets to win championships for all of eternity, or at least the remainder of Nikola Jokic's career, because his post-game press conference was an (laughs) all-timer i mean that was incredible from you know the disappointment that he has to stick around for the parade to the frustration at all the texts he's received (laughs) to making a joke that no one caught on to and was like haha you didn't laugh Oh, he's I mean, the coolest man. He rocks. Yeah. Congrats yeah. to the Denver Nuggets. Um, but yes, <clears throat> on that note, you know, 
Djokovic winning the, the French Open on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Jok- Nikola Jokic winning the NBA championship on Monday. Mm-hmm. And now we've got Darko Ryakovic being announced as the head coach of the Toronto Raptors on Tuesday. Serbia Hive, baby. My, I have a dear friend named Anna who is Serbian, and uh, she's very excited. She doesn't really follow sports at all, but she's she's on the bandwagon for all of the Serbia that's happening in sports over the last week or so. Very happy for my friend Anna and all her other Serbian friends out there. Um, is the reaction that Nikola Jokic gave to the idea of having to stick around till Thursday for a parade the same reaction that you have when I text you about coming back on the podcast again? <laughs> <laughs> no. Not close. Not wow. Close. Thrilled. I'm honored um, that that's not how you respond to my uh, Well, one requests. of the benefits is that I get to do it from home. So. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, do you if, have a stable of horses in the drive, background somewhere there? If, if you ask me to drive all the way up to Hamilton, I might have a different... I might react like Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Have you seen the traffic lately? All right, let's get to it, man. Uh, we are a few hours away at the time of recording from the introductory press conference of Darko Ryakovic. We have not spoken to you, Big V, since the hiring of Darko Ryakovic to be the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. So, uh... What do you think? Yeah, to be honest, I'm a little surprised. I thought mm-hmm. initially, you know, with the waiting that was happening, I thought maybe they're trying to give time for Sergio Scariolo to finish coaching, right? Um, with Bologna and and then make the announcement. But obviously, uh, they made the commitment to Ryakovic, and I think you know everything uh, that we said. Uh, the last time I was on here holds true where those mm-hmm. four final candidates, uh, I don't think there was a wrong choice between them. Um, they all seem like basketball lifers. I mean, this guy started coaching when he was 16 um, and has been, you know, around the league for a while now. When you look at, you know, being a consultant to the Spurs, you know, being an assistant coach uh, in this league. And uh, I think, the way that the players rave about him, you know, I had a chance to dig into that basketball immersion podcast uh, where you really get to know his principles. And the one thing that really stood out to me was uh, his attention to detail. Right. And I think uh, even when he was describing two for one situations and it's like, Hey, we have like a long two for one uh, scenario planned out where maybe, you know, there's, 40 seconds on the clock and you want to get a shot off in 10, 12 seconds as opposed to, Hey, there's like 35, 32 on the clock. And now how, how do you get one off really quickly? And uh, so that attention to detail stood out to me. Um, and I think uh, the swag element is definitely there. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I, I, I want to ask him uh, at the presser today is, you know, that line between, because he's coming from Memphis, <laughs> that line between swagger and maybe arrogance. Being Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how to manage that. Um, but, you know, all in all, uh, really happy for him. Ride the Serbia wave. Uh, and uh, from a development standpoint, uh, this might have been the best choice out there. Yeah, honestly, the more I think about it, the more I'm just really, really happy this was the choice. I, I think... Scariola would have been excellent, would have brought a lot of the principles that I think we wanted to see brought into the Raptors. I just kind of like the idea of someone younger, someone a little closer in age and sort of experience to the guys who he's going to be coaching. And then you factor in the player development side of things where there's just like glowing reviews from, 
everyone in Memphis and everyone he's really worked with over the years that this is just like a thing he's really good at. And that feels like an avenue back to the Raptors being the Raptors again. Again, no guarantees. We don't know how he's going to be once he's actually in the job. But all of the signs, you know, again, if you haven't listened to it yet, you mentioned that Basketball Immersion podcast with Chris Oliver. Uh, really, really highly recommend you listen to it if you're a Raptors fan. Just to get a feel of what Darko Ryakovich is all about, I retweeted it yesterday if you want to go and find it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's very exciting. Is there a player on the Raptors who you are the most excited for that he will now be coached by Darko Ryakovich? I think it has to be Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you look at Ryakovich's history when uh, I actually had a conversation with someone who uh, covers the Grizzlies yesterday and they were saying that the two things that he worked with Desmond Bain the most were his dribbling and his shooting. Right. Um, and if, you know, there's two things I'd like to see Scotty improve, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be those two things. And so I think uh, that actually it has to be, you know, at the forefront uh, of what the Raptors are focused on. Um, And uh, I would imagine a lot of the conversations uh, sort of stemmed around, you know, hey, this is the player we envision as the future of this team. How do you envision, you know, building around him? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what do you think he can be uh, as, you know, a completed piece? Um, And so I think, uh, that is definitely the player I would list as you know most excited to see. Yeah, we're not in the room for these interviews, but I would bet my bottom dollar to sound like an old man for a second uh, that he had a really compelling answer to the question, what about Scotty? I'm assuming that's exactly how it was refra- framed in the interview as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, another, I think Scotty is like the chalk, clear, obvious answer. I also think... Really curious what this means for Precious Achua. I've been thinking a lot about Precious Achua over the last couple of days. Actually, I've been kind of going back and forth with some folks who do the wonderful Just Basketball podcast, Brendan Clean and Chris Manning, just because they were doing a Raptors episode and wanted to kind of ponder Precious themselves. And it got me thinking, like, what is Precious Achua? His development last year kind of got stunted between the injury and the sort of uneven playing time and trust from Nick Nurse. Uh, and I, look, I, I get it. The offense at times can be an absolute ride with him. The defense, I think, always is going to play up. And really an important year for him, not just you know developmentally, but also like financially. He is extension eligible going into this season. I'd be surprised, honestly, if the Raptors did extend him right now just because they'll have RFA on him after the year's out. And we still don't really know what Precious Achua is as a basketball player just yet, like what the full picture is. And I do wonder if there's just, you know, that the player development side of Darko Ryakovich is able to kind of get in there, give him some more rope and see if Precious is able to become a guy who you feel good about paying long term. Um, We've seen it. You can get it back to the player he was at the end of the 21-22 season that you are cooking with gas, my friend. Um, We're going to come back on the other side, get into the other news from yesterday. I guess the big news from yesterday, even though it's not really news because we've been predicting it for over a year and yet still... The literacy of NBA paperwork just does not seem to be very high among a lot of folks. Fred Van Vliet has opted out, and it's not news. We'll get into what we expect to come up with him and how he's entwined with the Ryakovich hire in just one second. Before we do that, however, gotta tell you about our good friends over at eBay Motors. And uh, look, the Denver Nuggets, they'll tell you when it comes to building a championship team, it's all about 
every player being a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible old items only exclusions apply the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we continue on here. Vivek Jacob from Raptors.com along as we dive on in more to... uh, the latest around your Toronto Raptors. If you are uh, jumping into the show for the first time, maybe you're excited for the Ryakovich hire, go back and listen to our draft profiles from the last couple weeks. We've got eight guys profiled so far. Hopefully going to get to a couple more before the draft next week, including Scoot Henderson, who I'm going to do an episode on. Hopefully on Friday, I think, is what I'm going to aim, because you never know. You never know. There might be a trade there. We're talking player personnel moves. That's a thing that could happen. It's in the ether. Probably won't happen, but we'll still talk about Scoot because he's cool and fun. Um, Big V, let's uh, talk Fred, shall we? Yesterday, he officially opted out of the contract that we knew he was going to opt out of ever since he didn't get extended by the Raptors last summer. Uh, This isn't news. This isn't step one of him leaving. Uh, You know, he very well could leave. That's his right now. He's an undistricted free agent. But him doing this piece of paperwork does not change, I think, the conversation that we've been having about Fred for a year. That's important to start with. Now that we know that Darko Ryakovich is the head coach of the team, now that we know that Fred has officially opted out of his deal, well, how are you feeling on this one? Obviously, there are the suitors out there that have been talked about in kind of you know broad terms. The Rockets, who are just lusty to spend all their money on whoever they can right now. The Magic have been thrown out as a team. Those are kind of the two main cap space teams. If the Spurs decided to get in on the mix, I feel like that would be a wonderful thing for Fred. I'd love that for him to be the point guard to bring along Victor Wembanyama. There are sign-and-trade possibilities that are very difficult for a lot of these contender-level teams just because of the salary implications and the hard capping. And it's tough to pull off sign-and-trades. It will be even more so for teams that are tight up against the tax. And so... How are you feeling about the Fred thing? You know, do you think the Ryakovich hire changes it one way or another as far as the outcome that he's going to stay or leave? Where are you at on Fred, and uh, what do you expect to transpire here now over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I don't think it changes too much. I think, if anything, you know, you look at Fred's comments uh, heading into the offseason about how the offense needs more structure. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems like Ryakovich w- would bring that uh, to this team. And so... You know, you look at the option, it was about 23 million. He knows he's going to get more uh, than that from whichever team he signs with. And so it was a no brainer to opt out of that. Um, I think, you know, in terms of the money, yeah, obviously, you know, the benefits of the tax situation of being in Texas uh, stand out, um, Mm -hmm. joining potentially a team on the rise. Um, I do think 
from what I've seen from Fred over seven years. You know, he seems like the type of guy that would lean towards a winning situation, mm-hmm. a ready-made winner, rather. Um, and so if that situation were to present itself, I think he'd go for it. Uh, I think Orlando, uh, you know, that's a team with their pieces already in place. They look like a team that's ready to take that next step. Um, and with the shooting that he could theoretically provide, it would be a nice fit. So, uh, yeah, I think the Raptors still have a good chance of re-signing him. Uh, and I think the money will be in and around the range that he wants if the Raptors mm-hmm. want to go in that direction. Uh, I think I think there is a question to ask if the Raptors see this as the best move going forward. I think they mm-hmm. will, primarily because you want to maintain the asset as a worst case scenario. Yeah. That's where I come down on this is look, I I know that there are mixed opinions about Fred Van Vliet out there. And I hear them in that I completely understand. If you think that the Raptors would be better served with a better point guard as their starting point guard, guess what? The odds that they can acquire a better point guard than Fred Van Vliet this summer are exceptionally slim. The free agent market is light. Fred Van Vliet is arguably the best player in the point guard market. Do we count Kyrie Irving? I don't really count him. He's kind of his own thing. I don't really know how to deal with that whole uh, meatball. Whereas Fred Van Vliet, like, he's a reliable dude. He is a champion. He is someone who has off-the-bounce three-point shooting. He can average seven, eight assists a game. Like, he does a lot of very good things, even with the drop-off in defensive ability last season. And maybe that's a perceived drop-off that is going to continue as he moves into his late 20s and early 30s. I get it if you don't think Fred Van Vliet is the best option for point guard for the Raptors going forward. You know what's bad, though? Losing him for nothing. That would be very, very damaging. And there's just, it's objectively true that the best way forward for the Raptors right now is to retain Fred Van Vliet and figure it out later. You know, I know there's all this sort of worry about the incoming cap, you know, stresses and all of that stuff. It's true. It's coming, but it's not coming just yet. It's coming in a year's time, which gives you room to figure more things out, room to gather more data on this team, room to see what they look like with the reimagined vision of Darko Ryakovich replacing Nick Nurse. And there's just there's no argument that you can tell me that it's better for the Raptors to lose Fred Van Vliet for nothing than it is to retain him, even if the number is a little bit squeamish for you to, you know, to, to digest. And that said, like, he's going to probably land in like the 28 to $32 million range, you would think. That feels like the sweet spot for him. And I think that's reasonable i think if you go by like percentage of the cap i think i heard blake murphy cite this like 27 and a half million is equivalent right now in today's cap world to what fred's last deal was which was what four four years 80 like exactly so it's it's not that crazy to suggest paying fred 28 to 32 even if you think he's perhaps on the decline Guess what? He's the type of player that teams are going to want to trade for in an NBA where uh, there's just going to be a lot less flexibility. Player for player trades are going to be the ways that teams get out of binds and, 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 and jumbles of their roster and their cap sheet. And I just think it would be really bad if the Raptors lose Fred Van Vliet for nothing, even if you think that he is not the best option for this team going forward. I'm sorry. 
I don't think you can just hand the keys to Scotty Barnes as a point guard next season and say, hey, you're the point guard, roll with it. I also think that does a disservice to Scotty Barnes as a player development thing because he's not just a point guard. He can do a lot of different things. I have very strong opinions on this, Big V. Do you have anything you want to add to what I've just got laid out over the last four minutes of just incoherent rambling? <laughs> yeah, not too much. I think at the end of the day, Fred is a very good player who will be in demand. Um, and so... It, if you look at you know the recent history of the Raptors and uh, losing players uh, at the door, uh, especially from that championship team, um, without really any return to show for it, you'd want to buck that trend. And so mm-hmm. I think maintaining Fred in that regard uh, is important. Uh, I think he still has a lot to contribute uh, as an NBA player and I think it's really important to look at all these dollar figures as a percentage of the cap. Yeah, I, I think that I think the numbers are so crazy now, right? When every time you say like you know, even with the supermax, like five years, two fifty, it sounds insane. At the end of the day, it's thirty five percent of the cap, just as it was, you know, uh, just the, as the way it's been since the latest CBA, right? And it was 30% before that, right? So mm-hmm. I think those are the things you have to keep in mind. Uh, and so as long as he hovers, you know, in that sort of up to 25% of the cap, you know, that's not going to be a super difficult contract to trade. Mm-hmm. I'm with you 100%. What do you think they do if Fred does walk? Like, do you think there's... A contingency plan like there has to be because they don't have a point guard on the roster right now yeah what do you think i is mean the sort of reaction to that i i think at that point you do i think it does kind of force you to go younger i think then I, th- I think you do start to say hey okay um pascal's sort of trajectory at this point like if we're not maximizing his peak Right now, we might as well maximize the return. Uh, and, sure. and I think that's where uh, you look at the situation and say, okay, it's time to go younger. I sort of agree. I agree if there's a deal out there for Pascal that is proper commensurate value. I don't think you just trade him because some team offers you a bunch of half-assed first-round picks that are going to have yeah, weird protections and stuff, right? I'd like, like to think that's a given. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but here's the thing, is a lot of people are just like, get rid of them, go young. Like, that's just, it's not smart, sensible team building. And I think, you know, the Portland deal, absolutely. If Portland says, yes, we will give you number three and Anferny Simons and whatever, Nas Little for Pascal Siakam, I love Pascal Siakam more than most. I like um, he's like up there with some family members for me. Uh, you make that trade a thousand times out of a thousand because it's a dumb trade for Portland to make, and you just have to do that when if that opportunity comes up. I'm struggling to see right now, and I'm sure something will pop up. Some other team will miss out on their top target and have to pivot. But I'm struggling to see right now where they're getting a similar high value return for Pascal Siakam, in which case I'd rather just extend him, have him on the team. And whether you have him theoretically grow into the number two next to Scotty as he ascends, or you trade him down the line, that to me, you know, you can, I think that's the preferable outcome here to then just, you know, trading him because you feel like you have to react to Fred leaving by just kind of leaning all the way into going younger. I honestly think barring some big trade, I I, I would love to see 
if Ryakovich can make the Siakam Scotty thing work. And I think he stands a decent shot of it. Yes, spacing's an issue. Guess what team had a lot of spacing issues last year in the last four years is the Memphis Grizzlies. Like they have been pretty light on shooting themselves and they've made it work. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying when you get to the playoffs that it's going to be a desirable thing necessarily right away. But I would like to see some proof of concept to see, hey, maybe they can build upon the good parts of the end of that 21-22 season where that was a very dynamic duo. Um, obviously, the Yakup Purtle thing complicates things, but I do wonder if maybe their response is, okay, we lost Fred, that stinks, let's go get a stopgap point guard for a year and then reevaluate someone who can just kind of drive the bus, whether they go make a trade for a Tyus Jones, figure out a way to get Kobe White out of Chicago, sign Dennis Schroeder. Like, I know that's not sexy for anybody, but like he was a good player on the Lakers this year. A conference finals team was closing games for them in the conference finals. Maybe that's the way forward here is you get a stopgap who's 75% of Fred for a year. And then you figure it out beyond that point guard wise. Once you have more info on, say, Scotty's viability at the position or whatever, it's not perfect, but I think that's probably the course of action here. That leads me to Gary Trent Jr., who has yet to make his opt out decision. We're going to get to Gary on the other side and uh, dig into his potential opting in, opting out. Will the Raptors try to keep him? Should the Raptors keep him? And how does Fred's decision ultimately tie in with that? We'll get to that. In a second, before we do that, however, gotta tell you about our good friends over at FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On, and it's a great time to make your way to FanDuel because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And let me tell you a little story. I made exactly one sports bet this year. It was in October, and I put down $10 on the Denver Nuggets to win the championship at 18-1 to because I was like, they're clearly the best team. Turns out, I was right, and I won that bet, and I'm retiring from sports betting now. I'm very happy about it, but if you want to go get similarly lucky on your futures bets, FanDuel's a wonderful place to go and do that. And right now, you can visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get that no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, rounding things out here. Vivek Jacob, Raptors.com, along, getting ready for Darko Ryakovich's uh, introductory press conference. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show, by the way, so keep an eye out there. By the way, too, on Thursday, Jamar Hines is going to be back, and we're going to revisit the game we played about a month and a half ago called Bench Guy or Goodbye, where we went through all the bench guys and had our takes on them, but we're going to revise those with the knowledge now that Darko Ryakovich is the head coach. Could Malachi Flynn's career be saved? We'll talk about that Thursday, but let's uh, dive in now. So Gary Trent Jr., who I believe Thursday is the the date for him to uh, choose whether he's going to opt in or out, or it's sometime next week. It's sometime very soon we're going to know whether Gary Trent Jr. is opting in or out. And I don't think this is like a slam dunk, he's definitely opting out situation, V. I, I know that shooting is a sexy skill that all sorts of teams want, 
but I also kind of feel like Gary Trent Jr.'s skill set is kind of replicatable in a lot of ways. And I don't know if we're going to see teams go crazy to spend money on Gary Trent Jr. at a time where cap flexibility and money troubles are going to be like the prevailing theme in the NBA in the coming years as the second apron begins to hit in a year's time. And so where are you at with Gary? Like, I guess we don't have any like reporting or intel. Maybe you do. You work for Raptors.com. Maybe you got the goods. Let's see. But um, what are you feeling? What's your gut telling you about Gary Trent Jr. right now? And if Fred Van Vliet does leave... Does it become like paramount for the Raptors to keep him so they don't lose two thirds of their reliable shooters all in one summer for nothing? Um, well, so just to clarify, uh, Fred Van Vliet's uh, deadline uh, was the fifteenth, but okay. I believe Gary Trent Jr.'s is the twentieth. So gotcha. Okay. Uh, so there's a, a a bit more time for Gary. I I do. Uh, you know, view Gary's situation uh, as far as the Raptors front office is concerned is not as serious, right? Okay. I think you, you can lose Gary uh, and be okay. Uh, to your point about losing both Gary and Fred, uh, I think that would be significant uh, mm. considering the shooting on this team. And so that's where, again, I lean towards just, hey, let's find uh, a solid number to re-sign him. I, I, I think... The season that he's had uh, lends towards being able to do so. And so if you can figure out that number and bring him back, I think that makes the most sense. And then you just go from there. Uh, And, you know, we've referenced multiple times that the front office has kind of dug themselves a hole with the re-signings that they have to do and the inflexibility that will give them in, you know, really altering this roster for this upcoming season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe that's something that works out for the front office in terms of being able to assess Ryakovic with this roster and then being able to make a decision, right? Yeah. And say, hey, was this a case of chemistry just going out the window and culture losing that a bit? And what does it look like with everything kind of coming back together and, and mm-hmm. then being able to assess? So. That, that's the aspect that could work out in the front office's favor, but obviously that all begins with actually re-signing these players. Uh, and so uh, if this does become, uh, it, it can almost become like uh, a nail in the coffin uh, for this iteration of the team if you were to lose both those guys at the window uh, without any kind of return. Yeah, I mean, it would indicate a pretty gross miscalculation of their chances of keeping both of them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you would hope that the new coach maybe refreshes their outlook on potentially coming back. You know, I, I don't think it's any secret that Gary Trent Jr. and Nick Nurse maybe were not on the greatest of terms. Like, you know, the callouts, obviously, Gary responded pretty well, but I can't imagine he'd be like upset about the idea of a new coach on the team, considering what we now know. Um, I think it has to be you keep one of them at the very least. Like, if you keep both, obviously the money gets pretty tricky. But again, the real cap crunch comes a year from now, and you can still find ways to trim money, whether it's a Boucher trade or you waive that, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, you can't just lose both of them for nothing, man. Like, and I don't see Gary Trent Jr. being the kind of guy you can get much back for in a sign and trade. Fred, I think if a contender is incentivized to go after Fred, you can probably figure out something to get something in return there. I don't think Gary Trent Jr. is a good enough basketball player to warrant some team going through all the hoops 
that are required to jump through for a sign and trade and all the ways it can kind of handcuff you hard capping etc like I, I i don't know if he's that level of player and so yeah it, it's tough to sort out i yeah, not having both of those shooters would be really, really damaging, man. I, I don't know how else to put yeah. it. It would be just a really, really hard thing for the front office to justify. I'm sure they have their contingency plans, but man, it would be pretty grim if that were the case. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Gary fitting into like a different style of offense, like the one that Ryakovich kind of professes to be about? And honestly, defense, I think, is a question here too. Um, you know, offensively, he obviously brings the shooting and the spacing. You can run him around off screens, do that whole thing. There's a lot to like there. It's inconsistent. His playmaking has always kind of been a little eh. His passing is not really there, which you would figure is going to be a priority for most guys in a Ryakovic system to have at least some passing chops. And then on defense, I'm a little concerned that if they dial back the aggression, which I'm assuming they will without Nick Nurse running the show, uh, does Gary Trent Jr. really have anything to do on defense other than get pinpointed and targeted by mismatches, right? Because, like, if you're not building in opportunities for him to jump passing lanes and gamble and be the steals merchant that he is, what does he really do well? <laughs> I guess is my question. Does it matter that he might not be, like, a perfect fit for the Ryakovich system if they lose Fred and they need to keep him anyway? Um, you know, if they keep Fred, I think it's totally justifiable to let him walk just because of the money and because, again, I think his skill set, while the shooting's valuable, is more replaceable than Fred's. But, you know, it's a... Uh... It's an interesting one, kind of imagining how he fits into a Ryakovich system. Like, I can easily envision Pascal, Scotty, OG, Yak, Fred working well within a revitalized, revamped offense. Gary Trent Jr. is a little bit more of a question to me. So, for me, I think, you know, going back to that Basketball Immersion podcast, you know, one of his core principles was paint to great. And... Mm -hmm being able to create enough dribble penetration and attacking the paint with force to create great looks. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of that, I think of Gary Trent Jr. being on the end of those plays. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, and so I think there is value there. Uh, you're not going to envision him as potentially a Scotty and Pascal and Fred, you know, trying to create those looks but mm -hmm. uh i do think gary has value in being on the end of those looks and so gotta have a trigger man <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> and uh as far as the defense goes he was challenged with you know really getting into passing lanes and really ramping up the aggressiveness and uh i think it maximized his value uh if even if it didn't you know make him even like an average defender mm -hmm. uh and so i think that's where it's just going to be a challenge no matter what uh, but I think, you know, that is part of the challenge for a coach. And no one is expecting Ryakovich to be Eric Spolstra in his first season uh, mm -hmm. or ever for that matter. But uh, I think you speak for yourself. I have very week. lofty expectations. For you. <laughs> <laughs> but you see that part of the challenge for Spolstra was, hey, how do I get Max Struess and Duncan Robinson to be serviceable enough mm -hmm. where they can provide that value that they provide on the other end of the floor. Uh, and I think that is part of um, the equation uh, with Ryakovich. If he gets an opportunity to coach a Gary Trent Jr., it's just, hey, how do I get him to be serviceable enough on the defensive end to extract mm -hmm. 
that value that he can provide on the offensive end. Yeah, and I mean, he's the type of guy, it seems, who would give a lot of rope and runway to sort of figure out that idealized version of Gary Trent Jr. within whatever his offense is going to be. And so, yeah, I, like I said, I think you got to keep one of them at the very least. And if Fred's gone, I think bringing back Gary almost becomes like higher priority than Yak, frankly, like just because of the pure need for shooting and the difficulty of going out and finding it and losing again. Two of your three knockdown shooters in one fell swoop is... Uh, bad i would hate it it would be very 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 damaging um i feel like that's about it man this is gonna be a fascinating few weeks i am excited a little scared a little queasy kind of want to barf a little bit but uh man this is gonna be i'm ready for the raptors to appear on like every single listicle of most interesting off-season teams around the internet that's gonna be fun um you have any parting shots here before we let you go and you head off to go and be there for Darko Ryakovich's debut press conference. Uh, yeah, not too much. I, what I will tease is uh, uh, I am going to get uh, a, a one-on-one uh, opportunity with Darko. Um, Hell yeah. And You're so, just going to ask him all about Novak, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and so you can look out for uh, maybe something a bit different for Raptors.com uh, tomorrow. Cool. Uh, and... Yeah, besides that, you can follow me on Twitter at Vivek M. Jacob, where I will probably live tweet the press conference if you're not able to watch it uh, yeah. and follow along there. Everyone, go do it. Big V, he's one of the best. And uh, thanks for hanging out here today, buddy. We'll be back again tomorrow as we react to the Darko Ryakovich press conference and pull our big takeaways. Uh, surely, you know, we'll contort words and take things out of context the way we have to do it on the internet, baby. Uh, Thursday, again, Jamar Hines will be along. We will dig into the uh, revisiting of Bench Guy or Goodbye from about a month ago. Talk about Scoot Henderson on Friday. I think we'll probably get Katie Heindel along for tomorrow's show. So uh, that'll be fun too. Miss Katie, haven't had her on in a bit. So uh, thanks so much. Also, if you haven't yet, go listen to yesterday's episode where we reacted to the Ryakovich news and had to Michael Cole from Lockdown Grizzlies on to give us a little intel on his track record as a personnel guy, a player player development guy, and just kind of like how he is as a dude, how cool he is as a dude, frankly. That was the number one adjective used by DeMichael was cool in describing Darko, which is uh, music to my ears. I like cool over competent anytime. And it seems like he's probably both, which is the best of both worlds, baby. Uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Please follow, subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. Please go to the Discord. The link is in the description. Come hang out. We'll talk off season. We'll talk about Blue Jays baseball, which is kind of depressing these days. Uh, but, you know, sports are about being sad among friends. So come hang out in the Lockdown Raptors Discord, a lovely growing community around the show where you don't get yelled at when you get disagreed with. It's beautiful. And uh, we'll talk to you again on Wednesday with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Thanks for hanging. Bye-bye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.